0: Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly.
1: Je suis Stéphane.
0: Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to live aboard cruising. We have something really exciting to share with you. We put a video together that shares more about us and our journey to where we are today. We launched that today, actually, on our Sailing Allen YouTube channel, and we would really love to have you check that out. Today's podcast is an audio-only version of that video, so we hope you head on over there and see it in video and get the full story. We included some pictures from the Wayback Machine, so you can learn a bit more about us if you promise not to laugh at our funny hairdos. Um, we had a lot of international listeners as well, so we included closed caption versions in multiple languages. We really hope you enjoy, and please do subscribe so you won't miss out on some great, exciting news we have coming up. I hope you enjoy. Hello, we're Holly and Stefan from Sailing Owen, and we're originally from San Francisco, but right now we're in the south of France between boats. We had a dream, which was to get a catamaran and sail around the world, which we've sort of done. Yeah, we did.
1: We, uh, after five years of preparation, we bought a brand new boat and sailed all the way into the Med. So our plan didn't get disrupted by COVID, so that was good.
0: Right. But even though there was a pandemic that didn't disrupt us, we definitely learned a lot and made a few mistakes, which is what we want to share with you today. So this is our story. Stefan is originally from Brittany, France, but we met in the US. He's a recovering racer, and on his Moore 24, he'd been doing double-handed races to Hawaii. We sailed on his little boat in the bay with our kids, and we also enjoyed more quiet weekends up the delta. It dawned on me one day, if I fell off the boat, he would come and get me, but if he fell off the boat, we could both die. So I started taking lessons at a local sailing club. We started doing bear boat charters with friends in Belize, BVI, Sia Cortez, and Catalina Islands. And pretty soon, we would start to talk about living on a boat someday, and that is how it all begins. In 2015, one of our kids got in a really serious accident.
1: Yeah, that was one of uh, those moments when you look at life completely differently and realize that anything can happen at any moment and change your trajectory.
0: And so after we got through the recovery process, which was about a year, I sat Stefan down and I said, if we want to do these things with our life, we should not Put, put it off, we should actually circle a date, which is what we did.
1: And from that point on, we started looking at uh, how we spend our time and our priorities completely differently.
0: And it was a major change. Everything changed about how we looked at finances, everything changed about you know, what our plans were for our careers, and we really had to take a look at how we're going to spend our time in this next phase of life. So we mapped out a financial strategy and got to the point where we needed to know the cost of the boat. Any budget we looked at, any spreadsheet we built, we needed that information. The best boat is the one that you can get on the fastest, and we are living proof that you don't know how you want to cruise until you do it. But the boat shopping helped us really start to wrap our heads around what we were about to do. We really liked the new Fountain Zone 47, and thought with a production boat, it would be easier to get parts and get warranty work done. At least that's what we thought. We went to the Annapolis Boat Show in 2017, and we looked at the boat at the dock, and we fell in love with all of the space and Uh. comfort. So we flew to La Rochelle, France, to check it out for ourselves. We visited the factory. And we took a sea trial. And then we signed a contract. And this started our epic adventure to downsize after raising a family in our house for 20 years. We had so much stuff. this was also about the same time we started our covert castaway podcast just to try to capture everything now it was time to get busy stefan completed an rya certification and tested out in halifax i'd been bareboat certified by this point but i needed to do an offshore passage to see if i had it in me i joined 59 north from key west to bermuda and andy and mia were really great The passage was amazing, with a sampling of great sailing, some bad weather, upwind and big waves, and of course, the Bermuda Triangle. Next, we flew to Italy to meet up with some Sona 47 owners. We got to see what they liked and didn't like after a couple of years, and how they set up their boats. Then we headed to our cabin in Tahoe for the winter.
1: How are you liking your car today?
0: I love it. In February, our boat came out of the factory and Stefan went over to oversee everything as the boat got put together. So it's all well and good until COVID hits and Stefan flew home and we moved to Tahoe full time, which forced us to get rid of a lot more stuff and work on our snowboarding. June 2020 arrived and the borders opened up to French nationals and spouses. So we packed everything to move onto the boat and headed to France. And we were the only people crazy enough to travel. With just two suitcases and two duffel bags, we headed to La Rochelle Marina. We met our boat on the dock and started all the work getting ready to leave. And in the first week of August, we left La Rochelle on our way to Montenegro. By September, we made it all the way to Montenegro just one day before my Schengen visa ran out. And after 2,700 nautical miles, five countries, 133 days learning things and making big mistakes and seven COVID tests, we were wiped out. When we got to Porto Montenegro, our trip ended with gusts of 30 to 40 knots of wind at the immigration dock. And we got to use every single one of our fenders. When everything cleared, we tucked our boat in for the winter and we headed back to Tahoe.
1: The first season was all about logistics, the commissioning, the post-commissioning, the planning, the working around the visa limitations, Schengen, and and then sailing as far as into the med in preparation for a second season.
0: 2021 season was our first real cruising season and we slowed everything down. We entered into cruising mode and we were excited to be able to settle into this new way of life.. Good job. When we got to Croatia, we decided to hire a skipper, Nick Hathaway from 45 degrees. We wanted him to teach us how to med more with only two people. We figured there must be some secret tips to doing a three-man job with only two people. We got better at it, but it takes practice. Sun- Kim, wa- Kim wants to know if we're tucked away safe and sound. Yeah, it's damp. sunny.
1: I have my glasses on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like...
0: So, you can't see the instruments, but we're going... Right now it's 25. knots not. So win. When-
1: parents.
0: What is, what is it, Nick? Is this the Bora?
1: It's like, no, no, this is, this is, uh, this is
0: Tramontana. This is good. Oh, yeah. no, this is much rough. It changes. We've got three reefs up. <laughs> and we got to enjoy some of the most beautiful anchorages in Croatia. But then it was time to head to Greece. In Corfu, we met up with our friends from Blue Saka, who we buddy-boated with through the Ionians. We toured the sites. We saw some of the most beautiful water in the world. We had some fun. And of course, because we're boat people, we talked a lot about boats. And pretty soon, it was time to say goodbye to our friends and head to Turkey. We can't say enough great things about Turkey. We would be here all day. But it's absolutely some of the best cruising grounds in the Met. It's still very rustic and not over-touristed, Tons of ruins and sites to explore off the beaten path, and some really epic road trips. Let's check this out. It's an old coliseum. It's huge. Down. Hello there. Pretty awesome. But 50% of what's fabulous in Turkey is the people. Everyone was warm and friendly. It was a great season. We got a real taste of what cruising had to offer, but we also learned a lot. We learned how to work together and how we wanted to cruise.
1: The second season is truly when we learn about our cruising style, how we wanted to sail and how we wanted to live on the boat.
0: That's right, and one of the things we learned is we went into it thinking that we wanted more of a house that sailed like a boat, too, Um, and so we ended up buying a bunch of stuff actually that we thought we needed, but we didn't actually use, and so we were dragging around a bunch of stuff, heavy stuff, on a heavy boat, and as a result, we were sailing less and motoring more.
1: Yeah, what we were missing was the joy of sailing. So what we figured out is what we needed was more a sailor's boat first that was also nice to live on. And that totally changed the criteria for the the boat that we wanted to be on. Bright and early. What's the occasion?
0: I've had coffee. During the season, we started thinking about making a change to our boat because our next phase was to cross the Atlantic. Coincidentally, this was also when Outremer announced the New 55. The New 55 was out of our league, but the changes they made were huge. Their other boats up to this point were built by sailors for sailors and were just missing that something that made it feel more like a home. We called Matthew at Outermere and we asked what his plans were and if there were any upcoming models based on what they did on the 55. He invited us to come for a couple days and get on a 51 and a 55 and see for ourselves, which we did.
1: Ali est-ce que tu vas pratiquer ton français? Oui, c'est
0: bon. <laughs> <laughs> We just spent two seasons getting our boat ready. So if we were gonna make a change, I had to be able to notice the difference. It couldn't be some subtle nuance only racers could notice. What I was most interested in on the first day was the light wind sailing. Without doing anything special, we were able to sail almost at wind speed in light air. In our other boat, we couldn't think about putting the sails up unless we had eight or nine knots of wind. The second day was more lively with 20 to 25 knots and we were doing a rally so we sailed in all different angles, which gives you a good idea for how they handle and what the ride is like. But even as strange as it looks on the outside, the ride on the boat was delightful and I instantly understood what comfortable sailing meant. On our boat, when we wanted to pull up the sails, it always felt nervous. On these boats, you'd put up the sails and the boat just says, relax, I've got this. While the boat is a bit more technical to sail with the daggerboards and all, it was practical. I could reach everything and it was easy to handle and gave a ton of feedback. It was pretty much a done deal after that. We flew back to Turkey, winterized the boat and put it on the hard. We found a broker and we listed the boat for sale. We finished off in Turkey with me getting some crowns fixed for seriously cheap. The medical and dental care there is amazing and costs nothing. Then right before we left, we learned we had a serious buyer, which we were happy about, but we were also sad to say goodbye to the boat.
1: This is it, we're closing our end for the the winter. We have a potential buyer. So in the next week or so, there'll be a surveyor to come look at the boat. And if everything proceeds normally, then I will have to come back in January, That's huh, It's
0: your last stop with the boat. Are you gonna kiss it? <laughs> It was a good boat. You've been good to us. It's a good first boat for sure. Well, you're second, my first. You never forget your first. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of sad leaving the boat. We're in the car, ready to drive away. Sad. We headed back to Tahoe for the winter, and the weather found a way to match our mood with the season ending. Mm -hmm. We are so excited because we get to share with you what new model of Outremer we're getting, but not today. No. It's going to be launched in just a couple weeks. So, if you do hit subscribe and follow us, um, you can hear about it on an upcoming video.
1: Yeah, I cannot wait for the announcement so we can speak freely about it. So, for uh... Particular boat, it's going to come out mid 2023, so about a year from now. Um, so what we're currently going through is the boat buying process, second time around. Uh, but it's still fun to uh, look at options and looking at the trade-offs. We
0: kind of geek out on all the yeah,
1: a gear, little too much, a little
0: too much, yeah.
1: Um, and
0: time flies, right? You know, a year's going to go by really quick, but yeah, yeah. we what? have to get all these choices in because of some of the supply chain issues and stuff, so Mm -hmm. it's been fun.
1: Yeah, and so we're currently in France, uh, in the south of France, not too far from La Grande Matte, so we can work directly with uh, with Outremer. And we're also here because we enjoy spending time in France, who doesn't, and also visiting family.
0: That's right. And what we decided to do this time is try to share more over video when we got our first production boat and um, went through that, we did share that on our podcast called Covert Castaway. Check it out. Which you can check out if you're <laughs> interested in all of that. But in this time around, you know, a lot of people helped us and this is sort of our attempt at giving back. Mm-hmm.
1: And what we have to mention is we're not being sponsored by Gutenmer. Uh we're paying for the boat full price.
0: Yeah, I keep asking them for the nice person discount, but...
1: have to work, keep working on being yeah, nicer, I guess. I guess, guess
0: so. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our story so far. In our next episode, we'll talk more about the math behind performance boats and some of the benefits. Please like or subscribe so you won't miss it. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another Covert Castaway. Fair winds for now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.